What is going on? It is James King, aka Dougie, here with the very first episode of a session with Dougie podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the very first time that I found myself in trouble at the hands of the very same plant that I love so much. Um, but first, I got to give a shout out to my boy Andrew uh, for producing the intro beat. Um, follow him on Twitter, it's AAAW Aesthetics. And for all you niggas that can't spell, um, I'll tag him under uh, the post once I get this posted. Appreciate you, my boy. Now, it's Monday morning. Um, I'm off work, and hopefully you guys are waking and baking just like me. Um, I have my wax pen here. Um, take it easy for a nice, chill show. Get it warmed up here. There we go. And, uh, yeah, so um, first time I got arrested, hopefully you guys brushed your teeth. Hopefully you guys are smoking with me. But if not, grab some snacks, you know, chill, kick back, um, work out, whatever you're doing. It's a podcast. And just kick back and listen. So um, this was a very, very, you know, traumatic, I guess, time for me at first. It was very different. Um, but, you know, like most things, we get through them and we look back and realize that it was one of the funnier things to really happen. And it definitely was for me that's definitely how I see it now and this all started back in February 18th of 2014 and I remember that day specifically because we were going down to surprise my friend for her birthday shout out to you Keisha um I, there were some other friends that went there but more so we were going down there to surprise her and it was pretty much any excuse that I used to get out of um Neptune and get down there and, you know, have some fun with my friends, you know, because most of them weren't really around at this time. A lot of the peoples I, I um, were close to were out at college. So this was the perfect opportunity to, you know, go see her, go see a few other friends that I had down there for us to all go chill. Um, the only problem I really had was that my car um, wasn't working at the time. And who knows why? I'm pretty positive it was, it was probably a transmission issue. Um that car shit on me a lot but I couldn't take it and nevertheless I had to talk to my dad about taking my sister's car and they were both okay with it they had no issue but the only condition was that I wasn't allowed to smoke in the car and at the time um this was when I really first started smoking so a lot of what I was doing um was hot boxing and smoking in the car you know, I'm getting a call from these bill collectors you're not gonna get my money so um, yeah, so I was hotboxing a lot, smoking in the car. My parents really weren't um, cool with me smoking in the house house yet, but they did know that I smoked. And the one condition was for my dad was, you're not going to go down there and you're not going to smoke in this car. I damn well knew that I was going to smoke in the car. I was probably going to hotbox it because at the time there was some snowy weather. It was February and, you know, who's really going to smoke outside? I was just really hard headed and I pretty much should have listened. So I packed my things up, um, I brought some clothes, I brought a few grams of bud that I kept in this medicine jar, you know, like any other type of orange pill bottle. Um, it was, wasn't a lot, just enough to really, you know, put in there. And I also brought along my baby of a grinder. It was a gold-plated four-piece Cali Crusher. Um, obviously, it wasn't real gold, but it was golden as fuck, and it was my baby and it was the first grinder I really bought you know to use to grind all my weed up as I was getting into my real stoner stage 
hit my two boys up. Uh, we get in the car to head down and beat the weather. Beat the weather, and the ride is about an hour and a half. Um, so we get down, and it's about maybe a twenty minutes left, and the snow is really coming down at this point to the point where the traffic is stopped, and we're probably going about ten miles an hour for about fifteen or twenty minutes, and it was so bad out um, that as I was getting off of the exit. I actually lost control of the car and I spun out um, on the exit. Surprisingly, I didn't hit anything. There was no one really behind us. We kind of just like stopped and then we kept going. So um, Nia, if you're listening, I spun your car before. Um, it's been a while. I didn't hit anything, but you know, there was worse things done in it that day, <laughs> obviously. Um, so we made it there safe and we get there. We surprise everyone. Um, Everyone's all excited, you know, it's lit. We're going to ch- we're going to chill. All my people show up. And we're we're saying hi to everyone, taking pictures. You know the usual stuff and we're chilling and then they bring out this bottle of E&J brandy. Um this is probably the only time I've ever drank E&J. I'm pretty sure. I've never ever gone out of my way to drink brandy. Um if I'm drinking dark, not to really sound cliché, but I'm I'm probably drinking some henny or something. Um, so we're all chilling, we're vibing, you know, taking, we're drinking, but it's not nothing crazy. I'm not like crazy sauced, but obviously it's time to smoke. You know, every, a few of us smoked, it's definitely time to get lit for her birthday. And, you know, we're going to go chill. I had the, we knew what was going on. I had the whole intention to go down there and smoke. Like I said, even though my dad told me not to smoke in the car and remember it's a blizzard blizzard outside so it's it's crazy and at this point you could really barely walk through the thing but before we even leave the spot um i had bought some swisher sweets and i remember swisher sweets because this was pretty much all i was smoking at the time and it's so funny because i absolutely hate swishers now um my girlfriend a couple couple weeks back she um goes and gets some wraps for herself and she gets this like teal pack of swishers and who knows what the flavors are now and I was just like, why the fuck would you get some damn Swishers? I would be so mad if someone brings um, some Swishers to the session. And for those of you who know don't know me now, you know, if we're ever smoking together and you're bringing some wraps, do not bring me no Swisher sweets. They are very flavorful. Don't bring me no Swisher sweets. But I did have a five pack of blueberries Swishers. And the sucky part about them is they all were dry. And you could tell no one usually buys these. And I don't know why I didn't, you know, think of this at first. But one after one, these things were dry as ever, um, breaking in my hands and into the toilet. So those definitely weren't available to use at all. So we definitely decided to go somewhere and get some um, before we get to the spot and smoke. So we stop at a little convenience store, get a few packs of wraps. And obviously, like I said, we're hotboxing. And we're just driving around at this point to really find where we're going to smoke. And there's really nowhere um, that you really can because Glassboro and Roan is like weird. Not so much anymore, but, you know, back in this time, this is where there weren't as many buildings. There wasn't as many. um, The campus wasn't as really built up. So there was a lot of like flat open ground. And if you're ever trying to hotbox, the last thing you want to do is sit in a parking lot by yourself so a cop can come up and, you know, see the only car in the parking lot he's gonna he's gonna want some trouble at that point so obviously we're not gonna smoke there but rowan does have and for the people that do go to rowan you guys know about this parking garage 
that's kind of snugged up in the corner of the campus outside of these campus apartments and this was the perfect place to smoke because we can go up a few floors and we can park the car in a way that we can see anyone that's coming in and out of the garage and that's exactly what we did so we go to the spot you know we're sitting there we're parked chilling we're rolling up at this point having a great time hold on one second And um, uh, my boy is in the uh, passenger seat next to me. Um, there's uh, two of us in the back, two more of us that are smoking in the back, and then my one boy that was there, but he wasn't smoking. So it's a full car, um, windows up, hot box, crazy. Um, and it's just a great time, man. Like I said, we're chilling, talking, playing games, the typical, typical, you know, scythe just talking about life chilling really using the opportunity to catch up and this is why i love weed because you can spend these type of moments with your friends so it was definitely fun as hell so it's really time to go we leave with no issues um as shitty as the roads were we were definitely able to pretty much get back but right before we turn in uh somebody in the back is like yo let's go get checkers and i'm like shit of course you feel me obviously i'm smacked so checkers doesn't really sound like a bad idea and there was really no food back at the spot anyway for us to eat so obviously you know me being the nice guy i am and i'm driving the car we decide to um pull back and go to checkers which wasn't really that far anyway but it was a good idea and we decided to go um keep in mind i still have a little bit of bud left um in the whip probably a leftover blunt that i saved for the morning before we go back and I obviously had my baby of a grinder too. So we get to checkers. Um, everyone's getting their food. Everything's going smooth. We order last. Me and my boy that didn't smoke order last. And we're waiting for some drinks. And this is what really was a good measure of how high I was. Because if I'm really cracking up and dying, um, I'm, I'm pretty smacked. So uh, we're, we got our food and we're waiting for our drinks at this point. And they go get back in the car or they're waiting for us, one of them, and the guy is coming to us, and obviously the floor is wet because there's it's snowing and shit outside, so I guess that day he didn't wear his slip and slide shoes, and for anyone that works in the restaurant business, you're always gonna want to wear your slip and slide shoes, I have my pair of Crocs downstairs till this day, ready to go, if in any case I need some, you know, slip and slide shoes, but they're not 100%. And like I said, anyone who wears them knows that you still going to slip from time to time. And I guess the floor was so wet that this dude like comes around the corner. And I guess he was just trying to be enthusiastic about it. But he comes around the corner, takes like three steps and just glides, like glides across the floor, like three feet um, enough to really catch himself on the ledge with one of his elbows and like slide the drinks across like the counter and when I tell you I started cracking up like in this guy's face like I started crying it was the funniest thing ever um he didn't fall but just the way that he caught himself on the counter was just the craziest thing to me and <laughs> it was just I, I got the biggest chuckle out of it it was just fucking hilarious and um my boy who knows who he is if you're listening to this and you can remember that um, time bro definitely hit me because that shit was fucking hilarious um 
so we get all our shit we go we pile back into the car and we start this maybe five minute if that drive back to the campus now remember it's a blizzard out and at this point it's dark as hell um i'm, I'm pretty positive I'm driving super duper slow. I have to be. There's no way I'm driving super fast um, on this road high with the snow. And that's just not the type of driver I was. I really wasn't bugging. So we're driving and we pull into the parking lot, you know, right inside the entrance. The little, you know, I guess little pathway to get into the actual parking lot. And before I know it, these red, blue and white lights <laughs> are flashing on behind me and i'll never forget this feeling like this pit drop like your chest dropping in like your heart excuse me your heart dropping into your asshole i felt it go from my chest down into my asshole um and it was just the shittiest feeling and i can just remember thinking back into my head the first thing that I like thought about was my dad telling me not to smoke in the car um and at this point everyone else in the car is kind of like tripping out um they're like oh my god uh I hear just damn my one boy that didn't even smoke is like damn in the back like damn the girls and two girls in the back Keisha is just like oh my god you know she she held it she held it down she's like oh my god you know and then there was someone else in the back and this girl was just I don't know what it was I guess she just folded under the pressure you know I'm not gonna blame her I'm not gonna say no names um because she really is cool but she definitely freaked out she's just like don't tell my mom I was smoking uh what else did she say um she can't find out blah 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 mind you we were all just getting smacked in this car smacked and then my one boy next to me is like yo are they gonna write my mom a letter oh my god what's gonna happen i'm just like bro i don't even go here like you go here i don't know what's about to go on but in my head and this is how you can tell that i'm a real nice kid and that i've never been in trouble in my head i'm just like let me tell this guy the truth whatever whatever happens let me tell them the truth let me tell me was smoking you know i still got stuff in the car let me tell them the truth i don't know why i thought this this was probably um a very dumb idea that i thought i was you know be a nice guy you know god got you god don't bring you to these situations you know to leave you hanging there was no way i was gonna you know get arrested this night but another thing that i thought about was like the course of action how is this gonna go um is he gonna be a nice cop is he gonna be a bad cop is he gonna be a black cop now, when the black cop idea got to my head, uh, immediately I started thinking that this was going to be some brother-to-brother shit. Like, if if he happened to be black, he would see that we're all black scholars. All black scholars in this car that just were smoking a plant. Not doing no harm to nobody, just in a blizzard smoking a plant, right? So that was the second thing I thought about. And... So at this point, the cop is now getting out of the car. I can see him open his door. I can hear the door close, and I see in my mirror that he's walking up to the um, driver's side door. Um, And he's got his flashlight. Remember, it's dark. 
and he finally gets to the window and I'm like rolling the window down and I don't know if you guys saw that um P Diddy meme I don't know exactly what show is on it was one of those shows where the t- the guy is staring at P Diddy and he's staring back um I'm looking this guy in his eyes and he did he was black just to let you guys know he was black so I'm thinking everything's gonna go great so I'm looking at this guy in his eyes and he just off rip the first thing he says is listen i'm gonna keep it i'm gonna keep it straight with you the car reeks of marijuana and and then at this point he flashes the light in my eyes and for those of you who have ever really smoked them to me especially at the time where i wasn't really using eye drops and shit like that you know that my eyes probably get low and red and i know for a fact when i'm really high they do get low and red and this had to be one of those times where i was low and red low and red because this was one of the um highest times that i've ever been and it's so funny because i've always found myself this isn't the only time i found myself in this situation and every time i have found myself in this situation it's always been one of the best highs that i've been at and that's i sound like crackhead saying that but you know it's just weed whatever um so my eyes are red and he flashes his his light in my face and he's like and and by the looks of it i can tell that you were just smoking and i'm like well he's got us i definitely was just smoking um i didn't say that at first but i'm just like all right you know i'm taking it in and he continues to um go on and he's like he's like um listen my sergeant is the head of the canine unit right you know that's what cops always say when you got somebody in the car that someone has a canine there's always someone's the boss always the boss of the canine unit someone always has a canine close they're always trying to scare you and at this point i didn't realize this because i'm young as hell i was probably 19 at the time freshly 19 or yeah 18 19 around there definitely not thinking um so i'm just like fuck his sergeant is the head of the canine so this is all working remember this is all what i'm thinking about ahead of time and the cop is black and i already came to the idea that you know i was going to tell him the truth again because we're black scholars you know there's no way this guy is going to arrest some black scholars excuse me so um yeah i grab the first thing i grab is the medicine pill and this is another (laughs) reason you know how smacked i grab the pill bottle and um i give it to the cop and he's like all right is this all that you have and i'm thinking and i remember back i'm like my grinder my baby of a grinder um this was a very sad moment for me very sad moment for me so i have to reach back into the um glove compartment pull it out and this is literally the last time i felt her give it over to the cop and he just takes everything and he's like all right hold tight another warning sign that i've as i've gotten older i've come to find out is bad (laughs) is bad hold tight you know slaps the top of the uh the car and goes back to his vehicle um and he's there for a little bit we're all still talking and we're just like trying to figure out what's gonna go on and everyone's calmed down at this point um we're just talking back and forth trying to communicate you know what's gonna happen what we're gonna do um so at this point a second cop car is pulling up you know third sign you know that shit's gonna get bad third sign that shit's gonna get bad and i didn't really see the car or see the other cop at all until he was actually standing on the other side he was on the passenger side at this point and he pulls my boy out he gets searched 
other cop comes back, pulls my other boy out. He gets searched. Um, the two girls in the back, they don't get searched. I'm pretty positive they don't. Um, maybe they ask him some questions. I'm not really sure um, what's going on. It's finally my turn. Oh, man, I'm getting the anxiety just, you know, going back and talking about it because this, this shit really sucked. And one of the worst feelings ever is knowing that you definitely might get arrested. He pulls me out of the whip. You know, he's asking me some questions. He tells me, you know, turn around, um, hands on the car. I'm just like, all right. So he's searching me, feeling me, pause, um, feeling me up and down. And he grabs the, he grabs shit out of my pockets. I didn't really have anything. He grabs everything out of my pockets, you know, a little bit of money I had, whatever. And I'll never forget, uh, he grabs my wrist, my right arm, and pulls it behind my back. Like, not nothing crazy but just pulls it behind my back and then he pulls my left arm and I feel uh the cold handcuffs slap onto my wrist and then he tells me he was like all right man you're under arrest for the possession of marijuana and paraphernalia blah blah you know reads me rights or whatever um he asked me he was like who do you trust to drive your car and I'm just you know, I point out my boy, I'm just, he can drive, whatever. And he was like, and he, you know, and this is where the, you know, the nice cop shit, you know, starts. Because I guess when you always, you know, tell them the truth and all that, they want to be all nice or whatever. Don't be an asshole. And for all this, I could have just kept all the shit in the car if I knew it was getting arrested anyway. But he, he's all like, all right, man, you know, he sits me in the car. Um, the police station really isn't that far so he's you know he's talking he's having that good kid talk he was like oh man you, you know you're obviously a good kid man this happens to everyone oh blah 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 I know plenty of people you know that bounce back from things like this and oh you'll be fine I know again I know more people like you know bounce back and just you know going with this in life I have a whole bunch of friends and and then and he's talking about like oh he's like you got a good head on your shoulders if you're a student why are you smoking this blah 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 Look, and I'm in my head, and, and it's just recurring back to me. I'm thinking, I'm not even listening to this guy. I'm trying to figure out what the hell I'm going to tell my dad. And, you know, just pretty much worried. And I didn't even want to hear that shit anyway, because real talk, like, if you were really on that nice energy shit, I learned my lesson when you when you turn the, the lights on behind me. You know, that's where my lesson was learned. And I feel like that's where everyone else's lesson was learned in the car. So at this point... You know, put some shock value in there. You know, scare us a little bit. You know, you know, you ain't have to arrest me. Because, again, my lesson was learned. I would never, after that, I was like, I, and, you know, as this, all this is going on, in my head, I'm just like, God, if you get me out of this. Because I said, God's not going to bring you to this situation, and he's not going to leave you out of it. Obviously, I was very disappointed. <laughs> uh, long picture, you know, it helped a lot. But I was definitely very disappointed that I was being arrested at this point. So again, I'm back in the car and I'm not trying to hear that shit. So the ride is short and we get back to the police station and they walk me upstairs. And the first thing they did was chain me to this bench and, you know, ask me to take my socks off, shoes off, all that. And this younger cop, I guess, you know, a class one or whatever cop, one of the younger kids. I At this time, I'm thinking this this kid's a pussy. Like, this kid's my age. He's here asking me questions about some shit, and I'm just here trying to have some fun. Look at this motherfucker trying to do something good with his life, and here I am trying to have fun and get in trouble, trouble for it. You know, so I'm just pissed at everyone. And, you know, he's asking me all these questions. Um, And at this point, I'm feeling like animal because I'm chained to this bench. Um, They're asking me what my tattoos are. I have too many, really, at this point, to name. Um, so they un- unchained me from the bench, and now it's time to do fingerprints and mugshots. 
So we we're getting my fingerprints done and you know, he's still talking, still trying to talk to me, you know, do this nice guy shit, whatever. And I guess at this point he's close enough to, I guess, smell my breath. And at this point he smells that there's alcohol on my breath. And I guess this is where, um, I guess the telling the truth part goes a little bit because at this point he's like, is that alcohol in your breath, man? Were you drinking? Were you drinking and driving? And I'm just like, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. It's alcohol. So at this point, I feel like a shitty person. You know, I was drinking, smoking, and driving, and, you know, get arrested. And he's just, at this point, he's just like, man, you really need to get yourself together. And, you know, in my head, I'm just like, yeah, you know, you're right. <laughs> you're right, cop. You know, I got to get myself together. So at this point, we're doing my finger, fingerprints, and we're doing a mug shot. We're doing my mug shot. And I'm taking the picture, whatever, you know, it's all going good. And then he's still playing the nice guy card, tries to tell me I look like Odell Beckham and, you know, still not having it. And we finish up at this point. He gives me all my paperwork. Yeah. So I'm, I'm back on this bench, chained to this bench. And before he before he walks me out, he has to justify why he pulled me over. Listen to this bullshit. He tells me that I was drove past him and he saw the people in the back seat of my car, the back seat of my car, uh, bouncing around and made them worry that they didn't have their seatbelts on. Um, I'm not sure of law. I'm pretty positive everyone has to have their seatbelt on, but I wasn't even going that fast. I was not even going that fast. I was, I was smoke. I was high. So there's no way I'm, I'm pushing the speed limit as it is. And you know, it's a fucking blizzard, sir. The roads are fucked up. Of course, of course, the people are going to be bouncing around in the back. If 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 they were at all, you know, these aren't the best. They're shitty roads and, and there's fucking snow all over the ground. Of course, people are going to be bouncing the hell around in the back. So basically what he was trying to tell me, oh, and that my sister had some fucking uh, fresheners on the goddamn, you know, driver's mirror. So that was an infraction. So he gives me these bullshit tickets and walks me out of the um, walks me out of the police station. And I'm just like, whatever, uh, have a good night. And, you know, three steps out of walking out of the police station, I almost slip and bust my ass on the fucking wet ground outside. So I walk I walk around, um, get into the car. You know, I don't think anyone really says anything. Um, and my boy's still in the uh, driver's seat. So I just get in the passenger and I just tell, you know, what drive and we just go. And we get back. Um, now we're at this point. We're just talking. Uh, my one boy that had came down, he wasn't with us at the time, so he sees what happened. And he's just like, "Damn!" And we're all talking, and we're drinking a little bit. And I feel like it's definitely time to uh, call my dad and let him in on what happened. Excuse me. So I walk outside and call him, and he's like, "He's like, what's going on?" Because at this point, it's pretty late. So every time I call my dad late, he gets all worried. He's one of those worrisome fathers, and I'm just like, "Dad." messed up man messed up and he's just like what and he was like what happened man don't don't beat around the bush i was like i was smoking in the car and then like you can just hear in his voice he just smacks his teeth and he just is the most pissed dude and then he just goes off so you know i take an earful of it and he tells me whatever thanks for telling me we'll talk about it when we get home tomorrow and uh, i went some time without telling my mom my dad was trying to keep it on the low 
um, and not trying to tell her anything, but eventually I did tell her, you know, she was pretty pissed as well. Um, and I just remember um, my court date was pushed back pretty far because the cop was again trying to be nice, trying to do me uh, some sort of favor. He was like, so if you, you know, if you got work or anything, man, help you out with work, you know, get that all figured out. I'm like, dude, fuck you. All right. So my anxiety is pretty much going and I don't know why it wasn't really that big of a deal. And I was doing my Google. So I realized that there was nothing was going to happen. But for some reason in my head, I'm thinking worst case scenario, I'm going to get like 30 days or like 15 days in jail. And that's far, far much longer than I ever want to spend. In, in jail I'm not built for that that life certain people are you know you're probably listening like dude 30 rack a 30 rack isn't shit man I do that do that shit easy no nah man got a life to live got a job shit can't 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 do that couldn't do that at the time so uh, my anxiety's going and then to, to make matters worse at the time there was um a movie with Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart coming out called Get Hard and just the the irony of this whole thing uh, was Will Ferrell was playing a guy that was going to j- going to jail, and he enlisted the help of Kevin Hart to help him train for what jail would be like. Why is Will Ferrell playing a character named James King? Boy, I was I was I I don't even have the words. I was just so like, oh, dude, I can't wait. Couldn't wait to get this shit over with, um, because. It was just it was just so ironic and the shit was hilarious looking back on it but I was just scared <laughs> at this point because I again I had never been in trouble um so at this point um my parents you know had the full support of my parents um both of them took off work take me down to court because I had to drive all the way down an hour and a half down there um early as hell in the morning down to court and basically it was an odd experience. I had never been to court. I didn't, you, you know, and then you line you up, you go talk to the prosecutor, you let him know what happened. You know, I talked to him. He says, you ever been in trouble? No, sir. Um, and that's another thing. Yes, sir. No, sir. I feel like a pussy in there. And my dad told me, he was like, yes, sir. It's no, sir. Whatever. So I'm in there. Yes, sir. And no, sir. And, you know, kissing these people's asses. And it's finally my turn to talk to the prosecutor. He was like, like I said, you never been in trouble. no, and we get up to the um, judge and we go through the motions. He tells me he's going to give me a conditional discharge and he's going to, you know, cancel the other tickets off that he gave me for the fucking, I guess, seat belt and, you know, window fixture. You know, what the fuck ever. You know, he throws those out and then hands me another $833 fine that I had to, that I paid on the spot that day. But um, it was cool, though, because, you know, the people in the car really held me down. Um, we all ended up splitting the fine, so it really wasn't that much of a burden on, on me financially, and I actually ended up saving up, because I had to save up to pay the whole fine, and then everyone paid me back, so I actually had some extra money off of it, learned how to, and learned how to save some money, um, so yeah, that's really that, man, and I hope, I, I, I definitely learned, definitely learned from it, and as much as it stressed me out at the time, now I look back and I laugh and just and just I'm grateful that for that situation that it wasn't worse. You know, um, some people learn their lessons in in harder ways, um, I feel like because um, that could have been me, you know, drinking and smoking and driving. And then I, you know, hit and kill somebody else. And that's honestly one of my worst fears is putting myself in that type of situation. And I learned from that that, you know, hot boxing isn't really it. And if you're going to drink and smoke, dude, don't do, don't, you know, don't drive, don't drive, don't drive. So 
hopefully you guys appreciated that, man. I just want to thank all of you guys again for the the crazy support that you've been showing since um I debated everything to you guys. Uh, I didn't tell many people at all that I was really doing this, and it was something that was in the works for a while. Um, I took some classes back at Rutgers that that pertain to this and you know production and things like that and I figured out it was definitely something that made me happier and it took until the last semester of college and doing all my, my elective classes to really realize what I wanted to do so to see the recognition and the all the support that everyone shows you when you're really trying to do something that makes you happy and follow your dreams is amazing and if you're listening I guess that's the one thing if anything that you can get from this is to do what makes you happy. Um, life is too short. Life is too short to sit here and, you know, get into this way of society where we're taught that we have to go to work every day and be miserable for 40 hours out of the week and more to barely get the bills paid. So, you know, um, that's what I'm trying to be to you guys, trying to be an outlet, you know, somewhere you can go to and listen and relax. Um, you know, even smoke with me. If you don't smoke, you know, hopefully I can just you know, get your mind off of the things that are stressing you out. Because uh, I, I feel like a lot of people don't understand that we're all in the same battle um, at this age. We're all going through it, and we're all assets to each other if we really, you know, if you really want to be. And we all can. You know, we all don't have to have egos, and we all can sit there, and we can all help each other out. So if my stories can, you know, bring a smile, bring a laugh to you guys' face, um, that's really that really means a lot to me, and that's really what I'm trying to do. So, again, thank you guys. Um, next episode, we're going to get back to a bit more serious. Um, I've been wanting to talk about... What's going on, guys? It's just Dougie cutting in here post-production to let you guys know the word that I'm going to be looking for here is toxic masculinity. I don't know what was going through my head at this point, but I, got, but I guess I was pretty fried. Uh, so, yeah, back to it. The idea of male toxicity or whatever masculine whatever I'm, I'm a little stoned right now so i forgot what it's called but um the toxics idea ideas that males have and i want to address that and i think it'll be interesting um i'd like to hear from a lot of the uh ladies that listen and the men that listen so can't wait to talk about it it's gonna be fun so tune in to the next episode of a session with dougie podcast